Welcome to the Homefront Podcast. I am your host, Tori McQueen. I'm a realtor, an entrepreneur, a mom of four, and a bold dreamer, always on a mission to turn nothing into something. Have you ever wondered how all these other entrepreneurs do it all? Can they actually have a successful and thriving business while also having a happy home life? Here, we dig into the real stories from entrepreneurs on how to run a biz and a home life, how to scale and grow, and how to manage parenting and relationships without sacrificing your home life or happiness. After all, isn't that what matters most? Let's get to it. Welcome back to the Hofer Podcast, my friends, and today... I am chatting with Jordan Bailey. Uh, the chat that we have is so amazing. So she is a business consultant and system strategist. She is on a mission to help moms build sustainable and profitable online businesses. Her journey into marketing began as an account manager for an enrollment marketing firm in 2019. During that time, she managed multi-million dollar enrollment campaigns for universities around the country, was promoted to director of operations as one of the only female executive team members, and she worked part-time as a freelancer. At the start of the pandemic, while five months pregnant with her fourth child, she scaled her service-based business to six figures and quit her corporate job so that she could enjoy more time with her family. Um, if that doesn't scream home for podcasts, I don't know what does. But since then, she has gone on to help over hundreds of women streamline their operations, execute their marketing strategies and welcomed her fifth child sounds familiar right <laughs> while launching in a sold out training program for entrepreneurs this fall jordan truly believes that moms can have it all business family financial freedom you name it she hosts a weekly co-working hour that welcomes over 45 plus moms each week and she is a go-to resource for marketing systems and ops for digital entrepreneurs so with a big Warm welcome. Let's bring in Jordan. Hey, Jordan. <laughs> Hi, thank you so much for having me today. Yes, I've been super eager to chat with you because I feel like we relate on so many levels on the family side, but I really am excited to chat about what you do for your clients too. Um, but let's first start out with like, tell us a little bit about you and like where you started and where you're at now. Yeah. So I actually started back in higher ed. So I was working as a deputy Title IX coordinator on college campuses, loved what I did. I actually met my husband back in grad school too. So, I, you know, college, college campus is always going to have a special place in my heart. Um, and somehow I wound up in enrollment marketing as a project manager when I was pregnant with my third. And there are a lot of the same flow. It kind of was an entry point to here's a whole new career field that you could pursue. And I loved it, except that where I'm based, it was a two-hour commute each way. And during this time, you know, four or five years ago, this was when everyone was searching for a job and you could not find a job anywhere. Like, it is not like today where at this point you could throw a rock and have three job offers. It was crazy. And so I was so fortunate to be able to work with a startup company. But I was gone for like two hours a day and I was missing my newborn. Coming back from maternity leave was probably the toughest thing I have ever gone through not being able to see him except for maybe like a 15 minutes before bedtime and so I started yeah. freelancing on the side back in January 2020 was working full-time working part-time momming full-time it was exhausting and then COVID hit and we had to figure out what was next for us and I 
had a job opportunity to actually start freelancing full-time for someone, I was like, wow, this could be our chance. This could be the chance where I could finally put in my notice, work from home, be home with my babies. I was also pregnant with my fourth at the time. The world was closed down and it just felt like this was the opportunity we had been really waiting for to give our kids a new way of life, to provide a new way of life and to be home more. And I, and I really was craving that. So I started working full time as an online project manager and then helping people set up their systems for launches and funnels and online businesses. And that was two years ago now. Somehow it's flown by. We've had another baby, last baby. We've had another baby and it's been a wild ride, but it has been so much fun to build what I like to call a family business because our whole family knows how much mom works and how much dad does to support mom who works. So this is our our little family business that we're running over (laughs) here. We're going to touch on that. (laughs) That's so awesome. Okay. Have you felt like you were always called to like do your own thing? Not really. I I was the girl in elementary school that if you said, what do you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a mom. Like I've always wanted to be a mom. I wanted the big family. And so to me, work was a means to an end, a way to support my family and also do something that I love. Like I do love what I do. But ultimately, if you were to ask me where I want to be in five years, 10 years, it rarely has anything to do with this business or entrepreneurship it has more to do with building and creating this life with my husband. Yes. And he works with you now, right? So he doesn't work with me, although he does run through all my ideas, but he is a full-time stay-at-home dad. So he is the one that is at home with the kids all day so that mom can work. And I usually take over, I usually take off in the afternoons to hang out with them. And then he plays Call of Duty. I work, we call it working together in the office, um, in our, in our bedroom. But yeah, he is, he is my partner in, in life and in this business. He's the one I run all my ideas by talk to vent to everything he's my support guy oh that's awesome it, it makes a huge difference when you have that support at home and you can kind of filter through that but also still you know kind of run your own thing and then to not have to worry about getting someone else in the household to help you he can kind of take on that entire role I feel like that is kind of the way a lot of female entrepreneurs are going a lot of their husbands are holding down the fort at home Yes. I mean, when people ask me, the number one question I probably get from people is, how do you do it? How do you run a business? How do you have five kids? How do you continue to eat, sleep, breathe? And it's him because if it wasn't him and he was still working full time, we'd be paying for daycare. We'd be paying for childcare. We'd be stressing about how to get everyone to all these different places or have someone in our home. And And that would be such a different level. And so I always tell people, like, do not compare yourself to me because I have this amazing support person who provides full time. He's with his kids all day. And so it's a different it's a different level because I'm not trying to grow and run a business on my own. I'm not trying to do that without support and child care for my kids. And so it's apples and oranges. And so I'm so grateful for him. But I always tell people, like, he is my secret sauce to how I do this because I couldn't have my business where it is today unless I had him here and with the kids. Well, and that's what I tell everybody also. Like they they look at me and they're like, oh, how are you doing it all? And I'm like, I'm not. Like, it's not just me. Like I have to leverage people and and you can't compare yourself. I know a lot of people are like, well, they're doing this and this and this. But they're not looking at, hey, if I don't hire someone, I have laundry sitting on my couch. Mm-hmm. Like, and the, the house gets abandoned, you know, but my husband does a lot of the supports, like he, he supports a lot too. So I could totally relate. And that's I why I like that. chatting with women here dealing with the same thing, because 
I think people need to know this because everybody's comparing, but they don't realize like, no, there's a lot more to it, but it's, it's a sacrifice, you know? Exactly. And I saw this, I think it was a graduation speech, but I saw Shonda Rhimes speaking a few uh, weeks ago and she was talking about working motherhood and how, you know, she's asked the question all the time, how do you do it all? And she's like, I don't. When you see me succeed, succeeding in one place, I'm probably failing in another place. I just have to be okay with where I'm succeeding and failing each day. And it really hit because I do have times where I'm like, especially now that my my little babies are recognizing that mom goes to work and they're sitting down at the pin like mom don't go and it breaks yeah, my heart oh, I also have to recognize like I'm a better mom for them when I when I can do what I need to do here I Absolutely. can provide a better life and so I have to be okay with failing them in that moment for succeeding in the long term for our family but it's it, it's so tough and it, it it's so tough for a number of different reasons but this is why I always tell people like don't judge a book by its cover because you don't see the behind the scenes like everyone's talking about investing uh -huh. in a coach or web design or or whatever, whatever it is that you want for your business. But sometimes you actually just need to outsource the day-to-day -day things like laundry, house, kids, whatever that is. Sometimes Absolutely. that is actually the best investment. I am just fortunate enough where I'm not having to outsource it to anyone because we've made the sacrifice instead of a dual income, having a single income with him being able to be home. Yeah. And how long has he been home? Uh, the full two years. So when I went down to him, it was like over a slice of pizza on a Friday, I said, I got this job <laughs> offer. I'm going to quit my job. And he was like, let's do it. So I quit that day. Like the day that I got the job offer, I, I quit on the spot and started on Monday. And we were just sitting there eating pizza at the counter. And this man is truly a blessing. He just rolls with anything I come to him. So I also say this with the lens of it probably would have looked very different if we weren't having a global pandemic where everyone was forced home anyways. So there were a lot of factors yeah. in play for our story, but we were able to leverage that. And again, I do, we don't have a dual income. It's all me. So there's more pressure there. There's more stress. But we've traded that in just for the security and, and knowing that he's home. And he is one of those guys that he loves his baby. So he he loves it. He thrives in it. He loves packing everyone up, going to Target. The number of Target tips that man takes them on and comes home with all these matchbox sets is unreal. That's but so funny. Yeah. I love that. And our kid, we don't have a traditional general family and it works for us and it works for I have four boys. So they're they're seeing firsthand what manhood and what fatherhood can look like for families. And that's really important for us to show them that a woman can can have very different roles and we do that really well. And we talk about that with them because at the end of the day, and I'm, I say this because my son's struggling with school right now. It's like, you can fail every test. I really don't give a fuck. I want you to be a really good man, a really good person, and eventually a really good husband and father one day, if that's the choice that you decide to make with your life. But I want, and I know that you have that. And I know that you get that because you see your dad every day living it out. Oh, that's so awesome. And we're seeing more of it too. I have four boys and I just had my baby girl. So I totally get it. And it was kind of the same thing. You and I are twins. <laughs> I was like, okay, I want the boys to see that mom can work and dad can stay home and vice versa. Dad can work if he wants. And, you know, just so that they can see the full picture and really you can make life what you want. I go to all their games. Like I'm there at pretty much everything. Um, yeah. But it's so fun. I mean, every family is a little bit different. And again, that's why I enjoy having the show is so that I can chat with 
people and they can see that everybody does it differently and they're just doing yeah. it like for whatever works for them. But it's it's funny that you say he comes back with all these toys <laughs> from Target. Oh my goodness. Uh, it's so funny because when I'm going through TikTok, I see all these stories and usually they're from stay-at-home moms talking about their partners. And I have to be super cognizant because I'm the dad in this role, in this picture in our family. So I have to be super cognizant of the fact that I don't do the laundry and I don't cook and I don't do all these things. So I like listen up to what all these women are saying. I'm like, I need to make sure I don't become the guy that's golfing every weekend. I need to make sure that every I'm listening to them. I'm listening to my husband because I do think it's so important. And one of the things I'm really big about is I feel like we have this culture of shitting on our partners of like going to social oh. or going to different places. And you just hear so much negativity and dads get a bad rap and moms get a bad rap. And I just, it drives me nuts. So everybody over on my page knows Big Daddy. That's his, that's his nickname that he goes by. And everybody knows him because I will talk him up because he truly is like the secret sauce to how I can do this. I just love that guy so much. Good. Well, that makes me happy. How does him be, does, do you ever feel like the boundaries are hard to create when you're at home, I'm assuming in your home office and he's doing his stuff. Is it kind of like, hey, yeah, I'm going to go in the office for a little bit or what does that look like for you guys and your family? Yeah, so I have to be very careful not to impede in their routine because when I come downstairs, it becomes this big production of like, oh, mommy's done, mommy's done with work and, and I can totally throw things off. So I actually have to be super careful about their routine um, by home office, we have five kids as, as do you. So our, we're already maxed out of room. So my home office is actually just a little corner in our bedroom. So for us, it, I, he actually just bought this for me. It's like this little shush sign so that he knows when he's <laughs> coming in, you know, my recording, what am I doing? I feel like the two of us have really good communication of setting up boundaries of time we're working, having a good routine, a routine that works for us. I don't have the typical day schedule everyone else does. I do feel like so many people leave corporate start working online business and they still bring that schedule with them, even though they were like, I really wanted that that time freedom. And then they start working nine to five anyways. So I, I do remain accessible, but I do try to keep those afternoons because I, I also really want him to get out of the house. So I'm also very big of like, go golf, go do something, go out that's not parent related and go do it because I just think it's important for us. But yeah, we I just try really hard to not infringe on their routine as much as possible. Yeah, I could see how that could yeah, that that is something that I have to work out too myself. <laughs> it's hard not to be like, okay, I'm done. And like, what are we doing? Like, where are we going? Like, mm. yes. And then I'm ready to go do all the things. And he's like, listen, everyone was teething. It's been a rough day. The teenagers have an attitude like we need to just break. I'm like, okay, let's let's regroup. But I also feel like that balances out sometimes because it's almost like our kids get to see like a trade off. So they don't see both parents like tired and burnt out. It's like, okay, cool. Dad gets to take a break and mom gets to be the fun one for a little bit, but it works for her. And I, so I don't know. My favorite time though, is just in the evenings when everyone's in bed and you know, he, his computer station is next to mine. And I do feel because online business can be really lonely. And especially when you don't have a team, it's just you as a solopreneur, you can have online friends and clients, but I do miss sometimes, even though an introvert, just having someone to talk to or just being next to yes. and so that is my that's when I find myself being the most productive he has no idea what the hell I'm doing but he's next to me and it makes me focus more and I just appreciate that 
So do you find that your workflow happens at night when the kids go to bed and he plays his games next to you and then you just get a couple hours of work done? So it kind of depends. And it's been very interesting because I've had two babies during this. So my work hours have been literally all over the the board. I find that I'm most productive like 8 a.m., 8.30 to about lunchtime. And then they're napping. I get some time with him. I can play outside in the afternoons. And then after bedtime, yeah, that's when I feel like I can really knock out the most. I think the big thing is I'm not hearing anyone. And that's, you know, I often have to put the headphones on or put friends on super loud just because I'll get yep. distracted. I know they're fine, but I it's still that mom and me. Or I get distracted because I want to go too. So if I know they're going to Target or if I know they're going somewhere, I, I can start procrastinating things and be like, I'll put that off for a second. But it's that ebb and flow. I think it's just that reminder of like, we did this for the time freedom. Like I have to make sure I deliver for my clients, but I also have to make sure I honor myself and respect what I wanted out of this. Because otherwise, what was it for? I could just be working a full-time job and not stress so much and working more hours because I own a business. So and it's all that switch and off and Yes. Okay. So now that you touched on it, time freedom, because that is your jam. So tell me more about what you do with your systems and launches and how that creates time freedom for people. And like, yeah, just share kind of what you do. Yeah. So- I help people really maximize their time, but then also find more time by automating the back ends of their businesses. So half of my clients want me to come in and just take care of the daily ops. There are so many systems that are available out there, whether it's project management or client onboarding, whatever, whatever it is, that are designed to work in the back end of your business and replace some of the manual tasks that you and your team are doing. So while it might not sound like a lot, you could find an extra two hours, five hours in your week, which when you're thinking about time freedom, you can either use that time back to get more work done or you now have that time to go do something. So the biggest you know, example I tell people is a lot of a lot of the sales that I do with clients actually happen via Instagram. And then all I do is send them a link to like my services guide, pricing guide. And then everything is automated until they are fully onboarded and I never touch anything. So it's it's beautiful for me because when I first started, everything was like, let me put a PDF invoice together. Let me go find this. Let me get this. And now it's all together. All I do is send them a link. So I have onboarded so many clients just from like literally target pickup runs, heading out of the office, on the playground, wherever it is. So it's about making your business work for you. And there's some very simple changes that you can do. And there are also a lot of people who are launching digital products because they want additional rev- revenue streams in their business. And whether it's courses, digital products, memberships, whatever it is, I help to get those set up. So I, again, just leverage systems to work for you. Make sure everyone has a beautiful experience. That is what I'm really passionate about is making sure that your business is set up to have a, what I call rave-worthy um, client experience where everyone can't stop talking about you. So you don't have to stress as much about showing up on all these different platforms or SEO or all these different things because your referral network is just pouring leads in for you. Wow. Yeah. And I think the power of social media really, like as long as you're showing up and you're providing that positive experience, people are talking. And the industry is pretty... So with my personal view of social media, it's a great, almost like a reference point. Once someone hears about you, the first thing they do, they're going to look you up on Google or go check out your Instagram. 
So I think that there needs to be enough of you there so they can get a good frame of reference for who you are, what your skill set is, how you can serve them. I think there's also, it depends on the time in your business, because when you're first starting, you do actually have to hustle. And I, as much as like, I don't like hustle culture, when you're first getting started, you have to show up, you have to create, you have to do different things, but it doesn't have to look the same for every person in every industry. So you just have to be smart about where you're showing up and how you're protecting that energy. Because I do know some people who kind of go the rabbit hole of, oh my gosh, I am just going to content, 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 and then they forget to actually show up for their clients or they get burnt out by that time, which isn't good either. But I also believe that like, for example, right now I'm taking a social media break. Like I'm not creating any new content for a while. We're going to enjoy summer. I'm not going to worry about showing up, but I can also do that now because in the back end, when they do find my Instagram, they can see exactly how to work with me, what it looks like. They can get on an email list. All of that is automated. So I've put in the legwork now, which is the key for any system. You always have to put in the investment of time and money to get everything set up to where it needs to be. But now that it's there, my social can just exist. I can show up on stories if I want to, but I don't have that need every day of like, got to show up. It got to show up. It got to find new client. It works for you, which is ultimately the long-term goal. Hey friends, I'm just chiming in here to invite you to join in on my friends club. It's like a newsletter, but way more fun. By joining, you'll get exclusive access to bonus episodes, freebies, tools, tips, and resources to empower you to scale in your business and your home life. As a bonus, you'll get the option to opt in to get monthly video updates on what I'm working on behind the scenes in my business and my home front. This is your chance to take advantage of all the valuable content from myself and guests on the show, as well as getting to know each other on a lot more personal level. It's super easy. Just click the link in the show notes or go to toriemcqueen.com slash friends club to join. That's toriemcqueen.com slash friends club. See you inside. So tell me more about that because the hustle culture, you touched on that and how you're kind of anti-hustle and I agree with you 100%. I do believe in the grind and that you have to do that initially, but it's all for what, right? Like, why are we going to keep hustling every day when the whole point is that we have our freedom? So it's that balance there. And I really, really love that you decided to take a break. And I want to hear more on how you decided to do that and what you feel about doing that or if you've done that before. Because I think it's important to acknowledge like, yeah, 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 there's algorithms. But at the same time, you built a business. Like, and mm-hmm. if you don't show up and you stop getting business, that's a problem, you know, I think. So I'd like to hear how you set that up to be able to like, okay, either you got enough clients and you're in a happy spot right now to where you're like, okay, I don't really need any more. But if they do come in, it's all automatic. Kind of walk me through that because I could, I could keep rambling on, but I want to hear your thought process on that, how you decided that and how you set that up. Yeah. So I've done this a few times now, and I I always come back feeling much more recharged afterwards, even though I do love social. I, I'm one of those weird ones that I really love Instagram stories specifically because I have found that's where the best relationships are. For me, though, what I have found is that for my business model, who I serve, there is a very specific timeline throughout the year. So in the beginning, so like February, March, it's very heavy client inbound leads. Everyone needs help getting everything set up for Q2. The same thing happens at the end of the summer. Everyone's getting ready for fall launches and Black Friday. Black Friday is huge in my world. So for me, knowing that, I also know I need to recharge kind of like in that semi-annual stage of like December-ish and then also right around now. So for me, 
strategically, I will do some sort of launch or some sort of promotion before I leave, A, to generate new leads, to generate new discussion, but then also so that it's kind of like when you think about people who go viral on TikTok, like if you get traffic, if you have people seeing you, what happens then? Because if they're just landing on your page and there's no call to action, there's nothing, that's a problem. That's why I also I will always put some sort of CTA, I'll always update my website or any information like that before I go. I also, because I am part retainer model and part project specific, I take breaks when my retainers are at capacity where I'm not looking to add anyone else because from a cash flow perspective, I am locked in for the next three months. So again, I, you could copy what I do, but I have a very specific business model. So that's why I always tell people like figure out a strategy that makes sense for you because you should be able to take breaks. And as a mom, like I want to enjoy the summer and there's going to be vacations I want to do and things that I, I need to be that. able to take a, a step away without my business falling or without me feeling like I have to be in the computer the whole time. So while I'm still working in the back end for my retainer clients, I'm not actively pursuing anyone new. There will still be leads that come in though. Again, when you create an experience for your clients and you stay into contact and have good relationships with past clients, it always happens. There's always a trickle effect. But I only got to this point because I worked my ass off for the first yes. year, for the first year and a half. Like <laughs> I, I, it's not an overnight success story. Like I have been working hard for the last year and a half. And so I always tell people that you can have the best client experience. You can have the cool systems. You can have the coolest marketing and branding. But if you can't deliver on your services, if you don't have good quality, it doesn't matter. So focus on serving first before you worry about scaling and taking off and being this housing brand. Make sure you're something that people actually want to buy first. Like the value. The value matters. Yes. Awesome. All, the value matters so much. And I think that's forgotten so often. And, and I'm really big on ethical pricing. So I do think that there are so many people in the online space who just charge these ridiculous amounts for really shitty ass quality. And I, I think that your your work speaks for itself. And it's always better when you're priced lower or at a not just a cheap rate, but like when you have a very affordable, accessible rate that's equitable for the work that they're getting or the quality. That's going to help you in the long run versus just charging really high prices for the sake of charging high prices, because that's more of an ego boost at that point. Right. And that's probably why you're seeing a lot more referrals, like people talking about it and coming back and using you because you are adding a lot of value for a reasonable price. I mean, just like you said, there's a ton of people out there creating these courses or like, yeah, 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 I'm going to do these quarterly launches and I'm going to charge X, Y, Z so that I make this amount of money. It's very not focused on mm -hmm. providing value. It's literally, how can I just make money in this short a time? Let's get as many people through here and then not care about the experience or retaining them or any of that. And I think that's mm -hmm. going to be short-lived for some of those people. I mean, they just won't last. Yeah, I totally agree. And People ask me about trends that I'm seeing in all this. And I think one of the biggest thing is online courses because so many people, it's almost like it was almost like a gold rush. Everybody wanted to start selling courses once they saw people like Amy Porterfield, Jenna Kutcher, all these different individuals selling courses. And I think that they are successful. However, I think that you will be more successful when you have a really credible offer, something that you have already proven. So what I always tell people when they want to sell courses is 
what social proof do you have? Like, how do you, how has this actually helped someone before? Have you launched something similar, even if it's a one-on-one offer? Because passive income sounds really sexy. And we hear people, I mean, people are buying courses to learn how to sell courses. The thing right. is, if it's not valuable to people, if there's no transformation and you're just selling it to make a few quick bucks for this passive income, it's not going to last. Courses that last are the ones that have impact, the ones that actually have a transformation. So focus most of your time on something that is actually going to help someone and focus your effort on making sure they have a great experience. And that's even like, and this sounds really nerdy, and this is where I come in, is like, make sure they have a confirmation email. Make sure that they know like what are the next steps after they purchase. Little, little tiny details like that can really set you apart and to either have repeat buyers and a loyal customer base or a great referral network. Right. And to be able to walk that path of the client and see exactly what they're experiencing and how you can add little touches in between. And that's something that I I envision it, but I struggle with it also because it's it's the admin part. It's the person that needs to come in behind and like put it all together, which it sounds like that's what you do, but those are the important pieces, right? And that's how you keep people for the long term. And that's kind of what makes it passive. It's not how much you can sell really quick in the quarter. It's actually how much value can you continuously add and people keep coming. I mean, I think I think that's awesome. Can you walk through maybe like a case study of like what you do for clients to streamline some of their systems? So if I were somebody that's like, hey, I'm just getting started on XYZ, I'm starting to get a following and I just need something set up to capture emails and I really don't know what to do after that or how to set it up, but I don't really have the time. I mean, where where would you start with them? Yeah. So a lot of times I have a consulting call. So we'll actually walk through what are your systems? What are your goals? So that we can find a system that works for your budget. We have one that works for your business model, hits your goals. But it's also something that you can use because a lot of people don't feel super confident when it comes to the tech side of their business because it's not where their zone of joy is. And so they want something that is going to be easy but effective. So I help you figure that out because again, there's hundred different options that are available. And so often we just hear about the top five that other people are using, but that's not always what makes sense. So a lot of times I will just sit down with people and really map out like, what are you hoping to achieve? And then help them build it. This is what you need to start looking into, or this is how I can set it up for you. So yeah, email marketing is a big one. Getting people on email lists a lot. If you're not familiar with it, think about when you go to Old Navy and they ask for your email and then all of a sudden you get all these promotional emails. They get me every time with the cash. A, it reminds me of my super cash, but then it also reminds me of like when their big sales are. Those work. Email is has a huge ROI for every dollar spent and there are super easy platforms you can send up. Again, it just helps once someone becomes aware of your brand, it's these little touch points that they have with you to find out more. You develop brand. They know more about your brand. They like your brand. They trust your brand. They now want to buy from your brand. So that's what I help people with is prioritizing what actually needs to get done in their business and then actually helping them to build it and implement those different systems. So do you think the email list is the very, and the email list and the campaigns is kind of the first thing where to start for new people? No. So yeah, so it, it really is going to depend for e-commerce people that might make more sense. Um, I it's 
it's one of those things where I hate to say it depends, but it really does. And that's why I think it's important that you find someone that you can trust to really say, here's where my business is. This is what kind of business I have. Here's my business model. Here's what I want to be able to do so that someone can help you prioritize. Is it marketing? Is it email marketing? Is it your client experience and your sales process? What what are these different things? And so that's why I just released that mompreneur boot camp this month, which really breaks down sales, the client experience, how to manage projects, how to automate your business. Because I think all these things are, everyone's wondering like, what do I need and what makes sense for me, et cetera. And sometimes to work with consultants like that, it can be expensive. So again, when we're talking about ethical pricing, that's why it's super affordable and specifically for moms, because our money Usually, even if it's coming into our business, we're thinking about this is my family's income. Like, this is how I support my family. So make it super affordable because I know people have those questions all the time. So I, I try to answer them and give people the most custom strategies that they can use versus just Googling, what do I need, signing up for it, and then it doesn't work for them. It's a waste of time and money and frustration. Exactly, exactly. And there's so many different types of systems out there. So your mompreneur boot camp, I, I know you just touched on that. So would you say that is for the moms that are at home trying yes. to create their systems? And does that walk them through the implementation of how to do it also? So this would be for my moms that are service providers specifically. If they are running an e-commerce business, it won't make most the most sense. But for service providers, moms, my VAs, my photographers, website designers, et cetera, that is the best option. And yes, it walks you through. So each week they receive a training on that specific topic. Then we go through, they have homework each week. So we really break down what's going on in their business. And then they get they get custom strategies directly from me within 24 hours that says, hey, this is what you should be doing. Here are your next action steps for how to build this. And then we have weekly group calls where we check in on accountability. I walk them through anything. They get my eyes on it. So it's it's basically like having me in your back pocket to help set everything up. Great. But there's also free resources everywhere. So I, I'm i self-taught on all of this. You asked me where I came from. It was not from systems. There are so many YouTube podcasts, blog articles. You can DIY the hell out of your business. So don't feel like you have to pay for something or invest in someone. Try to DIY it yourself. Get your hands on it. Build it. Figure out what you like and don't like. And then from there, after you've kind of gone through that process, then maybe have someone come in and help you refine it. Right. And that's also kind of how you figure out what you like and don't like. Because some people, they start like you, right? You start doing stuff and then you're like, oh, I really like this system stuff. Like, I really enjoy this and I really enjoy working with these people. So it's interesting how you get in there, get in there and start playing. And then you start really navigating and deciding where you want your business to go or what that even looks like. And it can change. It can continue to change. And I do chat with a lot of people that start out a certain way and then they're like, oh, I'm shifting. I'm deciding to go this way because that's what I enjoy. But I definitely think that there's not enough time in a day, but we all have the same amount of time. And I think leveraging people that know how to do a system, if you know what you want, is definitely worth the investment just because it streamlines everything so much quicker. And the amount of time that you could be spending doing something else that actually makes revenue for your business can be done with that time. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I could chat forever, but I won't hold you too long. But I did want to say, where do you think you see, are you a a lone wolf now, like working on your business as an entrepreneur, like solopreneur as yourself now? And 
do you plan to scale? And if so, how, aside from the systems? Yeah, so I have been a lone wolf. I have outsourced a few projects to different teams, but it's always just been me kind of doing the work behind the scenes. I am currently hiring an assistant to help me just with inbox management because everyone reaches a growing point where you've done enough and you want to scale. I just never want to own an agency. And I always tell people this, like, you will never see me going an agency route. I will never have, t- I already have five kids to keep alive. I'm not trying to support anyone else. Oh my else. gosh, that's the biggest but- fear I have. I know. I know. It stresses me. And maybe one day when everyone leaves, if I still have this business, I will consider it. But right now, it's it's just not what I am interested in. But there are certain things. And so this is why I always tell people too, like, don't hire a VA just because everyone else has a VA. Like, I am hiring a very, very specific person to do one specific thing in my business, which is how I've always operated because I don't want to do it or they, they do it better than me. They're smarter at me than it than I am. Like I I have the best the best investment I've ever made was right hand glam. She does Instagram engagement. And so before a big launch last year, I was literally in labor. And so I hired her team to come in and go and engage for me on Instagram. Best investment I've ever made. The ROI in them is insane. So I will definitely give them all the credit. But for me, it is about If I hire, I want to make sure it's something very, very specific. It's someone who is really good at it. I would rather pay more money on someone who has proven results than just hiring someone for $10 an hour. That's going to be very general. So make really smart hires as you go through that process. Um, And then honestly, my goals are outside of this business. So if I'm thinking about scaling entrepreneurship wise, my husband and I have dreams for real estate. We have dreams for brick and mortar businesses so it'll go more that way than it will in this specific business (laughs) we are the same on so many levels or can relate at least on so many levels it's just so much bigger than just one thing and it's so hard to you know you're like i'm really focused on this business but i have xyz and stuff on the home front that i real that's the whole reason why i'm doing this business is so that i can have investment properties with my husband and have this brick and mortar so my kids can yes. walk into it with their high school. You know, it's just all these fun dreams. Yes. And I think that's almost a different mentality. I, and I see this a lot with mompreneurs. We're not just thinking about like the quick flash in the pan for this business. Like, uh, honestly, I love what I do and this is great. But long term, like I want generational wealth for my kids. I want to be able to leave them something yeah. and not just money. I want them to be able to have something that if they choose to run with it, great. If not, they can go. But when all my kids grow up and leave me, like I want to still have something that I love, which is going to be this brick and mortar one day. So from I, I just see so many other moms who are like, it's not so much about this business that I want to grow, but there's five other things that we want to do and we want to do as a family or as a team. And I, that's what I love so much about mompreneurs is that, you know, there's no limit. And that's what I love to see is like, what is your five-year plan? Because it's it's mostly everything else that you can be doing too. I know. So elaborate on that before I let you go. What, what, what Where do you see yourself in your business, but on the home front? Let's talk about home front. Like, what Maybe. do you envision your home front looking like and your business is looking like in the next three to five years? So It'll be interesting because I do have teenagers. So I, my oldest is 14. So I'm also very aware of the fact that like in 10 years or my, my, my now youngest, my little girl is 10, I could also be getting ready to be a grandparent. And so because of that time range, it also kind of speeds up all the other plans wow. that we have. And so I almost just feel like we're constantly going to have kids, which I'm super excited about, but no pressure on my 14 year old whatsoever. 
Um, <laughs> so for me, it's it's about this life that I want with my husband, especially because I'm a step parent. So we have only been together as parents. We've never we've never even gone on a honeymoon. So for us, it's going to be about what can we do to strengthen our marriage and our family for the long term. Honestly, our dream is to have this homestead, this big ass property, this with this huge porch. And in town, we know everyone. We're really deep in the local community. We're planning on moving this summer, so we're hoping to build that there. I want to have this coffee shop that moms can work at and they can bring their kids to. And I want to have something for the home because I love decorating. And my husband wants to have an online business um, specific to merch. And we want to have real estate. We want to be able to travel and be able to afford that and have homes. And and so there's so many different things. I mean, watch out HGTV. Joanna Gaines is by far my, I like, if I think of a dream hero entrepreneur, it's her. Like that's, if I could ever she meet her, is mine. <laughs> I, I know. And I would, I would just pass out. So that is, that is our goal. One day we will have like this, this huge umbrella of all these different things. And I'm really excited about that because I'm also really excited about creating new opportunities for other women. And for other parents, because while I don't want in this business to support anyone, I would love to create job opportunities and wealth for other families. And especially just knowing the chance I had as a new mom, I want to be able to provide that to them as well. Gosh, I love that. Everything that you said. And again, this is why I have this podcast, because I think we just think differently a little, you know, a little bit. And it's not just a one track mind mm-hmm. where this business is the end all be all. It's, no, I love what I do and I'm following the passions that I have that all relate back to a successful home, right? Like all of your dreams and what you're doing yes. that goes back to yes. your family I, and your home and how you envision your life. And the business is, is what fuels it. But the byproduct is like your home front, like what you want that to look like. And I think people need to realize like that's how they should be creating their businesses around the life that they want to live because we can, because we live in an era where we totally can. And yeah, I just love everything that you said. Well, thank, yeah, I'm on the same boat with you. I think it's such a, I mean, I think it's such a great time for our age to have family. I mean, I know there's so much like gloom and doom in the world, but I mean, and this is probably why I love TikTok so much is like you're walking through it, you're scrolling through it, and you're seeing so many different ways of doing life. And it's it makes you feel like, okay, cool. Why the hell not? Why can't I do that too? And I think that is what's so cool is like it's not just about breaking the status quo anymore. It's like, what do what do you want life to look like? This one life yeah. with your family. And I think the interesting thing about moms and mompreneurs is that our egos have to be left at the door. Like I, if, because our families depend on this, our kids, it's so much less about like what we get out of it as much as like, what can we do with this? What is, what could this do for our family? And so I love that. I just love everything about what you just said. Oh, yay. Well, I really appreciate chatting with you. And I know that this probably won't be the first time because I now, us both five kids and doing our things and Oh, I, I'm sure I'll be poking at you again soon yes. just to chat with you. It's awesome. But where can everybody find you? Yes. Well, right now I'll be on break, but I am over at the Jordan Bailey um, on Instagram. I will still be on stories because I do have my kids and they're very present on there. So the Jordan Bailey or jordanbailey.com. And then we'll be opening up in for Q3 and Q4 launches soon. So I'm really getting excited for that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me and I'll talk to you soon. 
chatting with Jordan was so amazing. Just such a breath of fresh air to chat with another mom of five and still doing it, but doing it differently than how you may think it's actually done. Like, I can't believe she shared with us all the goods on how she actually just takes pauses for the summer and opens up about how her husband is the complete reason why she's able to do what she does. I mean, I can say the same for myself. You guys know my story. So again, this conversation is great. And I hope you guys were able to take on, you know, the nuggets that she gave us about how creating systems for yourself can gain you and your family more time and freedom and to build it how you want it. Like you don't always have to scale it so fast or it doesn't always have to be about this one business you are doing right now. It can all be for a greater picture for how you want to live your entire life on the home front. I just love that. And hopefully you can take this and use it for yourself and realize that you too can create the business you want around the home front that you desire to have. Thanks again, guys, for joining me on this second season of the Homefront Podcast, where happiness is our true profit. If you've enjoyed today's chat, please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. That'll help a sister out a lot. This helps us also learn and grow and reach more listeners like you. Join me again next week as we drop new stories, experiences, and game-changing tips for your business and home front. As always, here empowering you in business and in life. Until next time.